When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back, and Chris Forsberg, we have a deal. Jalen Brown, <laughs> Boston Celtics, $304 million. Uh, this is Tuesday, July 25th, so it took them took them about three and a half weeks to get this done. But Just it's what done. expected. Just what they expected. <laughs> no. And uh, uh, yeah, what's initial impressions here? Yeah, I fist bumping because now Celtics writers can all kind of go ease into vacation in August. Uh, yeah, that's like selfishly we're we're excited because we we didn't want this to linger too long. That was so, the number one takeaway actually, I think, from your column, right? And, yeah, and- right. That was actually number one, and we'll see if anyone <laughs> notices. Uh, if, if my my big thing is, uh, well, I would say twofold. One, I, I think we all knew this was going to get done, but certainly when you got to twenty five days into July, I started thinking, man, are they going to play clips of me saying, "Don't worry." don't worry don't worry and then you know it blows up or something like that it is a little weird that it took this long to just kind of iron out what feels like some of the just edges of this deal and trade bonuses and and fifth year options and uh ultimately came down probably how i thought it would if the Celtics want to give a full 35 percent uh then they probably didn't want to give that fifth year option and Jalen wanted some extra bit of security and so even though it's limited what what the trade kicker can add. Uh, I'd suppose that's a little something. And uh, I guess the biggest thing now is that there's just, everybody has security now, right? Like Porzingis got his deal after signing, after being traded here, Jason knows he's getting his, it doesn't matter about all NBA or any of that stuff. And Jalen's in the house now and with the potential to be here until 2029. So after a year of sort of calamity, and years and years for Jalen of trade rumors, it feels like next season could be the first time where not a lot of like rumors or, or wondering about futures. I mean, that's all going to come up at some point when these deals start kicking in. Don't talk to Michael uh, Brogdon. No, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that one, one player should not be uh, getting too far ahead of himself, but yeah, like I, I just think they're set up really well now that, um, you know, no excuses. Everybody's locked up. Joe's got a year under his belt. Uh, it's time to try to get back to that that title stage. There there shouldn't be a whole lot of distractions. Yeah, I think it's a good point for you. Like the the security standpoint is first for like the the stuff down the line is the stuff down the line. But Brad Stevens, since he's gotten here, he's like to operate where he gives these guys the security. He's a mm-hmm. big extension guy from pretty much day one. And now Josh Richardson got one. Yeah, Josh, like, I, mean, I mean that was that was when I first said oh. Brad really likes extension. <laughs> so, uh, although it would have been nice if Josh Richardson had come back here, that would have made our offseason a little bit easier to, to put together. So, uh, yeah, I, just like you said, security is a good thing. Exactly. So now this contract, it's he's you know it's estimated to be a three hundred four million. We actually no one really knows how much it's going to be worth mm-hmm. until we see what the cap looks like. But that is the 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 updated estimate right now. And yeah, I mean, it's a situation where. That's going to kick in 24, 25. He's still only going to make $30.7 million this year. It really doesn't have any impact on what they can do in the present. But now you have essentially the entire roster is under contract right now 
at least the guys that matter for two years left. The only guy, the only guy left, and this could change, Peyton Pritchard is the only guy yeah. entering a contract season this year. But we all know, I mean, they have until whatever it is, October 31st, mm-hmm. whatever, to figure that one out. And a big a big stint at the U.S. Select team coming yeah, up. Seriously, we'll see what the – I bet they'll be watching that tape. Uh, he'll be playing more minutes there than he did all last season, but that's neither here nor okay. there. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Jalen, it, it's going to be fascinating to see how he kind of responds to this now because he – to your point, the trade rumor, like this is – he's yeah. never really gotten a break from it. Even like, yeah, like coming off the NBA Finals didn't even get a break from it last summer to start from here. But now they literally can't trade him for a year. Um, I think it's safe to say – Barring disaster, he's certainly safe for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and things will get interesting then. But like, how does he? How does he adjust to it? like how what does becoming a three hundred million dollar player change him, or is this something for for better or worse? It, that's I, I'm fascinated to see how how that looks. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of ended my column with this. Like most players, I would be worried about. I always worry when players get get paid out because it sometimes saps some of the motivation. But if there's one guy, I'm probably not worried about. It's Jalen who will just, whether it's because of the rumors, whether it's because of the way everyone nitpicks his game, has just always been motivated to to come back a little bit better. And so even after signing the largest contract in NBA history, you know, my mentions, as I'm sure yours were too, was, oh, he can't dribble with his left hand, eight turnovers in game seven. Like people are people are still riding him about the the holes in his game. And I'm not here to tell you like he's a perfect player. I keep I keep saying this, like None of none of these superstars are, and everyone has a, a little bit of a flaw. And maybe Jalen's is a little bit more present because of his ball handling. But like, I think he's going to be super motivated after Game Seven last year to come back and be better. And I don't think three hundred and four million dollars is going to change that. And so uh, I think he usually has the right perspective. I think he's, uh, I'm sure he'll be appreciative of of, of what he's got here. But um, ultimately. You know, no one puts a, you know, you don't put, get your number in the rafters because of 304 million. So if you want to be up there and if, if you want to be, if you want your, to really have a Boston legacy, uh, you got to put a banner up there. And uh, then the conversation changes about, you know, how we view players. And so uh, that's Jalen's challenge. And I think he'll, I think he'll still be motivated to to try to prove that. And plus there's just, like you said, it's going to be a one year reprieve from rumors and then this stuff's going to start right back up even next year. Cause I, I kept wondering, I was like, wow, I wonder if he's waiting to sign this deal because it's one year from the date you sign, right? And so if he doesn't sign until, say, tomorrow, July 26th, now he can't be in the rumors technically until July 26th next year. Now they could just work out a trade on July 1 and right. just not trigger it until August. So it's really just one year, one season worth of time. Um, but it's coming back, you know, because the Celtics have tough decisions. And that's the other layer to all this is uh, there's no way to really put this puzzle together with Jason Jalen and Porzingis long-term, at least without completely stripping your supporting cast. And so- uh, Or selling a team but, to a super duper billionaire. Right, or, or being willing. And <laughs> may, hey, may, maybe it, 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 so much of it, I think depends on what happens this year. Like you win a title, now you're in part, you're, 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 you can go either way, right? Like you downshift because yeah. like you've won one or you could be like, we could be a dynasty. Let's like lean into this and just pay a billion dollars for, for a year or two. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how it, how it all plays out. It's uh, two super having two super max players is a luxury, but not one that you can uh, can sustain super long-term without being really, really creative or really hoping that cap escalates in a hurry. Yeah, it is. If anything else, like you said, like that is going to like, it's no secret, like what is coming down the pike there. And they have a pretty finite window here of 
what looks like two years, like maybe a little longer than that if things like line up well, but certainly with with these pieces in place. And I don't know for like, does for- that change how you'd approach this year? Like one one thing I've I've I've, I've been wrestling with is, is it sure seems like they want to avoid that second apron, and understandably so because of the especially with repeater penalties and all that. But if you're gonna lean into a year, this is sort of the one. Yeah, so you got to go just, for it. You yeah. got to go for it more. I mean, it's like you look at it last year too, when it's like right. you don't trade Gallinari at the deadline, and then what? You hold on him for. I guess like it it helped you for the salary matching for this deal, but it's like you would have right, other ways. It, you would have had other exactly. It's like so now it's like okay, this is like we the window is shrinking from in mm-hmm. terms of what you can you know, have the, the kind of luxuries they've built here. And they've, and like, we've, we've gone about at length here in the last month. Like this isn't their fault that it's come to this now, but if anything, right. this is like changes from perspective. So it's like, I think what we realize now, as we, we stare down the pike at this and having, you know, pretty much a fairly predictable off season to this point is you have one real swing left with like yep. your trade options now. And you have a low TPE, like you, you've kind of stockpiled these draft picks. That's great. Yeah. But like saving them for like next summer, it's like, well, that's less great because then that's right. like, you know, the pressure is even on even closer there. So it's now it's like, okay, that deal might not be present this summer, mm-hmm. but you know, December, February, like next season, that's like, they're, they're waiting here. And I, I think if they, if they're not using the, those tools, whether it's the picks, the TPE, or, you know, the salary you want to move on this, on this team right now, like, I think that's a huge loss opportunity. And I think honestly, it, that'd be a failure this era. And it kind of like the story of this era, if they like, you know, uh, un- yeah. to really push in on a year and then that coming back to bite them. That's interesting. And and I guess that, that, that's why, you know, as much as it'd be easy to get complacent when everyone's under contract and locked up and all that, like there is, there is just an urgency generally, about, you know, you're not going to have this luxury of a, of a great roster. And I do hope they lean into that. And I don't know what their what what their options are right in this very moment. You know, you, you hear the report and and of, of not wanting to trade Brogdon right now. And some of that might just be trying to smooth things over <laughs> because, you know, I tried to deal him once. But also, I don't think his trade value is particularly high right now. And but like it could be a beneficial contract. So if you had twenty two million dollar contract and all those picks to go all in, you know, maybe something more materializes down the road, especially into the season when maybe teams start to fade a little bit or, you know, a team has an injury, whatever the case may be. Uh, so I do think they have to stay alert to that um, because it feels like they got to make that move before next summer, right? Like, I guess you could still push up, you can move Brogdon next summer and still kind of bring back somebody of value, but it could not be the level of a, even a Porzingis, right? Like it's probably more of a $20 million player, which, you know, and the rules more, of trading at that point are t- going tougher. Yeah. Too. And that's the other problem is just the, the you're, you're a little bit more, you know, more uh, uh, handcuffed on how you can, how you can proceed. So yeah, maybe it has to be trade deadline this year or whatever, um, but they need to be a little bit more aggressive in that instance. Um, and maybe that's when you're willing to go over. Like I keep saying it, you know, as much as you can look at the roster on paper and say, oh, they're a definitive title, title contender. You know, sometimes you got to get into the season and see it and feel good about it and see how the ebbs and flows and, you know, how everybody else looks. Um, but, you know, if there's a deal there to be made, um they they really got to kind of kind of go for it and like you said they got the picks there's it's wild that they can they can they're, they're in the position here to trade for Porzingis and, and extend him and supermax their two superstars and yet they still have a swing of the bat left it's just it's an embarrassment of riches but 
um, one that they must maximize long-term to, to make it worthwhile to have splurged this money on Jalen. And I guess now you do have like two, because so, that six million dollar TPE that gives you a mini swing. So I guess you get like one, you get a, a swing and a get? swing. I mean, you're what not getting get? much in that, but you at least you at least don't have to do it like you have yeah. more options than the Suns. I see at this point, in right. terms of like being able to actually add. So like, there's not going to be many players that fit into that well, but there are, you know, for you package enough picks, like you're going to be able to get yeah. someone who might be semi useful for that, at least for like that's on a veterans minimum contract or a or a mini mid-level there, but yeah, it is, you're right, it is, like, you're, you're really loading up here, you, you said goodbye to Grant, and I don't know, like, we haven't talked for a month here, like, what's, mm. where are you at for just the state of the roster right now, like, where, like, especially with this band deal looking like it's pretty much a training camp deal, like, there is no, yeah. you know, very few strings attached there, so you have, you only have 11 guaranteed roster spots right now, like, you really have a lot of flexibility right now, the trade market in general is stalled with Lillard and Harden still hanging out there for the time being. So that's not to say they can, you know, kind of hop back in this summer with, if, if things change on either of those fronts and kind of loosen things up around the league, but where are you at in terms of where they're at right now? Yeah. I think they just got to, got to stay alert, right? Like there's going to be, well, maybe when those deals all start materializing, you can either hop in as a third team or maybe it forces some other teams to, to reconfigure and, and reevaluate personnel. Um, Part of me is content because I don't uh, – we've now run into probably two years where they've been a little overstocked, 2019 and even last season. Um, in you know, It's almost better to have too much top-end talent but not have so much talent that is spread out across the board that you know, you're know you you're conflicted on who you're playing. Like it should just be obvious who your seven guys are and for whatever reason, you know, Grant wasn't part of that mix last year. And so you know, as much as – personally I'll, I'll miss grant and i think he could have been a really valuable player for this team if he had played to you know what 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 we saw and, and done that consistently but if joe mazul is not going to play him then you just can't pay the money and you just got to turn that into assets and so uh I, I just always thought the route was going to be getting two second round picks and you know you hope you add that to your 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 pile of assets and that you materialize it into something that you're more willing to play down the road. And, uh, but I do think they're going to miss Grant's defense. They're going to miss Grant and Smart's tenacity and grit and all that. Um, you know, there, there's question marks about how this is all going to look and how it's all going to play out. And yet undeniably, they're more top end talent. There's more security. I just, I just, I do feel like if everything falls right, like they, they are in a, and probably they're probably in a better spot to be a championship contender but I, there's just question marks, like stuff that I need to, that I need to see. I, is the loss of Smart and Grant more jarring defensively and in, and, and in intangibles than we think? You know, we can't answer those questions right now. Is is if is Porzingis healthy and good enough? Where it doesn't matter, like that they're 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 just so dominant offensively now that uh, it doesn't matter that you took a slight step back defensively. Like is a healthy Rob just like a complete game changer? And uh, do you have enough in this eleven to get by? Um, but it's just a lot, of, lot, lot, lot left to be answered. Like chief among them, Brogdon's health, and like how that looks and how that affects the point guard spot, and you know, does that mean more time for Pritchard at the start of the year, and what does that mean? So yeah, just I, I guess I'm, I'm eager to see if they, if there's any further tweaking. Um, but like, if ultimately they decide to just kind of tread into next year, or, 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 or you know, walk this roster into next year and kind of be looking to make other moves. I don't think it's the end of the world. No, is that it's, fair? If, yeah, no, I think that's 
that's fair. Like you can starting if everyone comes in, if this is a healthy team going into next year, like that's okay. Like you, you see what you have and then you make those adjustments. Brad Stevens in general has been a big, like to make the big move before the mm-hmm. season. And he, I mean, he did it obviously with this Porzingis trade and um, you know, while adding the tools to make a move in the middle of the season. But now I would expect like another move, you know, probably maybe to come closer to like December than February right. if, it, if they wait until next year. Um, because that's again, when you're, you're trying to put all the pieces together, but it is, you're right here. You're right. Like they, <laughs> life is a lot simpler for Joe Mazzula entering next season. Now, like sure. there's like the type of playbook is that he obviously has much more time to plan. Um, but as far as second guessing who will be playing late in games, there'll be less opportunity for me and you to do that since the, the choices. I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, there will be, We'll see about the big situation. We'll see if they close one big versus two bigs and who's uh, on the floor there. So, so, so I might have just because asked this on the last pod, so I'll throw it to you. Like, because it, it, it is a great conversation, and like, it's it might be what we do for the next like three months. Who's the fifth guy closing? I want to see who because let's see if you line with. with I mean, so, the obvious choice is like, well, I like, who's so, so you have, you we're have, assuming that Jason Jalen, yeah, Derek, Derek, and Porzingis, and Porzingis. Okay, who's the fifth. So I think more often than not, it will be as composed is is Brogdon, Oof. and right, which I mean, is like until he, season. right until he gets traded in December. So <laughs> right, I don't think that's the right choice. I think that's like going to be the default choice, much like right. it was for last being last season. But who knows? Maybe it's a situation where if Porzingis and Al and where Porzingis and Rob show the chemistry, where it's right. like pretty much. Like Joe, you have to do like we here are numbers of these guys on the floor. You have to like you know we can right. withstand them getting picked on on one. We're going to be overpowering on this other part of the game. I don't know that, that that's that's like that might be the biggest question of the whole of right? next season. Like, I, but I can't do another like why isn't Derek White playing in crunch time? Right. Like if, if if Al's numbers are good with that group and he's not playing, I'm just I'm just going to lose my mind or something. Well, so I, I said Al because I just thought like defensive wise and veteran presence and all that and but we got to see how he works for Porzingis and can you get away with Porzingis and Al and Jason and I don't know you know Derek is your primary ball handler and I mean there's a lot of questions to be asked and again that's that's the but I, I feel like those are great questions to have versus you know who is who 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 are you know whether you're whether the seventh guy can contribute like okay you have enough talent where like figure out which guys you're going to lean on and um you know that, that's uh that's not the worst thing to have it's the pressure on joe to me you know he's got he's got to show he can diversify a little bit in terms of the playbook and you know have more options for this team unless he's going to lean headlong into three-point arama and uh we'll see yeah we'll say like he's definitely got his his own he's beefed up the coaching staff guys that can can sort of probably push him in directions and make him you know go towards some stuff that maybe wasn't as comfortable to go to last year uh i'm intrigued to see how it all how it all comes together. You bring Blake back. So I just told you, before you jumped on, I said when, when Blake signs in September, like, so Blake probably wants to wait till after training camp to sign. What is that what you would think? I think he probably wants, my guess is he wants a guaranteed contract and those are probably mm. not likely to, to be available until they, other options are exhausted slash. I, I, I just assume away. veterans don't want to go through 
running sprints. That too, yeah. I think, like what, that. What, what do you sign there? Like five days in? That was a pretty Yeah, game. last year. Like all you need is a couple of days, a couple of preseason <laughs> games, off you go. Uh, the reuniting of the bus one boys right before the start of training camp would be, oh, right, right, uh, right before the start of uh, the regular season would be a, a nice little jolt. The only downside would be is if you missed out on Newport, if the if I can continue to try to convince somebody. Yeah, what's to, the latest on that? Are there any? Are there any no, no advancement has been made. Uh, I do not suspect I have enough pull within the organization to but uh i know the coach should lobby hard being a rhode island guy yeah. and uh so if, if if by chance he stumbles upon any of our any of the nine podcasts that i continue to scream this from uh <laughs> hopefully hopefully encourages the, the team i mean i tell brad every time i see him and he thinks i'm a lunatic because I, I keep bringing it up uh but you know i just really like really like newport things haven't gone well after the hour back center training camp it seems like it really you know. you know what i was really excited for the hour back center and and i do not miss waltham one bit i maybe you do because it would have been uh, yeah it's convenient for me, but, but um yeah the, the only downside has been it really is really has hurt the the allure of, of going away they really love having their own medical stuff in there and uh the casual fans should know uh a lot of teams go to fun places for training camp i think the lakers go to hawaii or clippers go to hawaii and uh, all, all the reporters want is a little little carrot when you're getting back on that treadmill to uh, to help ease the the long long season that it is. And so, um, take us to a beach or somewhere we can see water. I guess you can see water in Boston, but not the water I want to see. So, uh, just consider it Celtics. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's wrap on this. Given how this went for the last three or four weeks, who do you think was there a winner in these negotiations? Ooh. I think the Celtics win because, and I don't know, maybe people don't think that's like state news, but like I just getting the, not having the fifth year player option as part of this deal feels like a win. Like just, it just doesn't happen anymore. Right. Like, and especially waiting into the uncertainty of a new CBA, it felt really important that the Celtics did that. And I just thought they had the strongest case. Like if they come to the table and they're like, look, we're giving you 35%, you know, and we're going to work with you on, on other like fully guaranteed, no incentives and, and all this. Then Jalen had to give a little something. And so that fifth year, it could, it, it, and I don't know, you know, does it matter? Like it, it maybe, you know, it, it prevents Jay, Jason from uh, Jalen from getting back to the table uh, a little bit earlier in case he does outkick this contract, which is certainly possible and depends on like, you know, his trajectory and all that, uh, especially given that he'll still be what 31 at third. So he's 26 now, 27. Oh no, he'll be 32. So it, it'll be his last chance at a big at a bigger deal or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just it's just all like whenever you're negotiating these things, you everybody wants a little bit. And I honestly think I'd be interested to hear like exactly how they all phrase it. But from the outside, it just certainly felt like they were waiting for kind of each other to the blink on these things. And then they just got to a point where it was probably like, you know, is it really worth just like taking this thing into August to to get to the finish line? Um I don't know if the trade bonus really matters. He can only earn up to 35% on those things. That's it's, it's a small percentage, a little, again, it would be far down the line for it to matter. Like, right. And in a way. And I, honestly, like, I don't think it'll in most of the time in those situations, players either want to get out and are willing to waive it, or right. it's just kind of makes it a little bit more difficult for the team, like the Celtics to just move him without a situation that he doesn't desire. And so th there is some security in that. Um, so each side gets a little bit of what they want. Um, ultimately the winners will be, uh, the, the Celtics. If, if, if Jalen, God, I'm messing up the Jays names completely today. If Jalen, uh, plays to the value of this contract. And if we look back in three years and we're like, wow, people were sweating $60 million annual value. And it turns out 
you know, in much the same way that I always go back to the Avery Bradley contract. And that's a poor comparison because it wasn't like Supermax or anything like that. But, you know, we all freak out at first about these deals. And if it delivers a championship or if he plays all NBA for multiple seasons, uh, I don't think anyone will be whining about this money. All right. That's Chris Forsberg, NBC Sports Boston. He'll be on your airwaves on TV. I'll be on your beach. Podcast. Beach. I got a vacation, B-Rob. Got, it's got places to be. <laughs> got things to wrap up in the next 24 to 48 hours. And then you'll see him in. And then, on, and then, the then maybe I can get on the golf course. Camp. Not that I haven't been on golf courses, but maybe I can be on more, more, more golf courses more often. That'd be nice. All right. Make sure you check them out <laughs> on the Southern Suck podcast, as well as on the NBC Sports Boston Airwaves. We'll be back with you next week to respond to Jalen's uh, presser and anything else that this team has on the table as they head into the offseason.